There are no rules. No rules. You're listening to Degree Free on the Degree Free Network, where we talk about how to teach yourself, get work, and make money. No degree needed. Here are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. Maruyama. Aloha, guys, and welcome back to Degree Free. We are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. On this podcast, we share fundamentals we've discovered and the mistakes we've made while self-educating, getting work, building businesses, and making money. We'll tell you how to make it happen. No degree needed. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. If you want to get degree-free news, job ideas, career opportunities, and resources to teach yourself and find jobs, then you are going to want to get our newsletter. It's uh, going to be for free if you sign up at degreefreenetwork.com. So run on over there and do that now. Yeah, absolutely. And if you haven't already, please like and subscribe. It helps to get the word out there. And we'd love to have you as a regular weekly listener. Um, Let's get into today's topic. Today, we are going to be talking about which jobs you think require a college degree, but don't. Yes, this is so fun. (laughs) This is going to be a fun episode for us because there are a lot of people that think that a bunch of these jobs that we're going to be talking about actually require a college degree, but don't. We're not saying that you can't also get a college degree in order to do these jobs. Yes. But there are degree-free paths available if you don't want to spend the money or time in college. This topic in, in specifically is like my full-time job. I love to find these jobs and then make sure that people know that you don't need a college degree to do these jobs. Yeah. And this isn't an exhaustive list. This is just some of the ones that we hear the most of when people say, oh, well, what about this career? You need a degree to get that. Or what about this career? You need a degree to get that as well. And these are some of the top jobs that we hear a lot about. And so we're going to do an episode about this because a lot of people think that you need a college degree in order to get these careers. A shocking amount of people think you need college degrees for a shocking amount of jobs, but these are just high point ones. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, the first career is going to be a lawyer. Yeah, this one's fun because people are like, always, always without fail. What about doctors and lawyers? I'm like, What about lawyers? There are four states where you can become a lawyer without a college degree. Yeah, absolutely. And every state this needs to be said. Every state, you can become a lawyer with a college degree. Yes, very true. But there are ways that you can be a lawyer without a college degree. Yeah. What's funny is usually people's response after I say there are four states where you can be a lawyer without a college degree, and then I list the states, and they say, well, that's ridiculous. People would have to move. And I'm like, they move for law school all the time. All the time. The, like The idea that you can't move for an apprenticeship program, but you can move for law school and that somehow one is harder, somehow one is like easy and one is hard is just the most ridiculous thing. Well, one may be easier if you're boarding in like a school, like a dorm type of situation. It could be easier as far as like the logistics of it, as far as the actual move is what I'm saying. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. If you're doing like a, college type of deal right 
then it could be easier in the logistics of it. Way more expensive. Right. Definitely. Yeah. So what are the states? So the four states where you can become a lawyer without going to law school are going to be California, Virginia, Vermont, and Washington State. And then New York, Maine, and Wyoming have uh, partial apprenticeship programs where you can become a lawyer and take the bar after apprenticeship with some law school, which means you do not need to complete law school. You just need to have a certain amount of credit hours and then you can just apprentice and then you can finish and take the bar after you're done. That being said, if you go that route though, you do need a college degree in those states, right? Because in order to go to law school, you need a degree. Uh, yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So I just wanted to lay that out there just so that we're being completely honest and fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So if you do it, if you go uh, that route in those three states, you will need a college degree. You'll have to get a bachelor's before you go to law school. Exactly. Or actually, you know what? I think there are some states where you don't. I'm not sure though. I'm yeah, not I'm sure not enough sure. to say. I'm not sure either. I'll have to look into that. Right, right. But let's just say that in those three states you need a, it's much easier. You, With a bachelor's. Yeah, right. Yeah. But the other four states... You can just apprentice? You can just apprentice. It's called Law Office Study. Um, Most notably, this was just completed by Kim Kardashian, who apprenticed in a law office. In California specifically, it's 18 hours. um, California and Washington State, it's 18 hours a week for four consecutive years. That you have to be, like, what do you have to be doing? Apprenticing? Yeah, so basically you're just, you're kind of like clerking for the the lawyer. So basically what you're going to be doing is like paralegal type responsibility, but it's also their responsibility to teach you because you do have to pay them um, a little bit of a fee, but you, and many of those you actually get paid though. So you're going to come out of that having made money rather than spent money. Right. And even if you do have to pay them, it's not going to be law school tuition no, it's fees. It's fees that you have to pay in order to file the apprenticeship, I believe, and maintain it with I the see. with the state. Um, and the difference, like the estimated, uh, California did a really useful estimate on the cost of law school versus the cost of um, apprenticing, and the average cost of apprenticing in California for law. Uh, Average cost of law school in California is $150,000. The average cost of four years of this apprenticeship is $5,000. Right. Wild. Yeah. And wild so someone pointed out to um i read an article about it and someone this person pointed out that people that do uh apprentice and then um take the bar and they become lawyers that way have a lot more freedom and that there's not that pressure on them to go work for a corporate firm in order to pay their crushing student loans and a lot of them can then pursue interests that they have in the law so like a lot of those people go on to work for nonprofits because they can because they they can even hold down another job if they want to and now they have this legal expertise and they can they can consult they can work on nonprofit they can work on cases that they just care about and they can you know they can help with legislation it's cool actually right they don't have to service the student debt Right. Right. And especially if you're going to apprentice and you don't have a college degree, um, you don't have seven years of schooling to pay for. Right. And so you don't have $100,000 of a four-year college degree and then $150,000 of law school. You don't have a quarter of a million dollars of debt that you need to you know, service the loan payment on for that for the foreseeable future. And then a lot of people, it looks like work while they do the apprenticeship as well, because it's kind of low time preference. 18 hours a week is not very much. And so a lot of people hold down other jobs as well while they do that. And so they're actually cash flow positive the whole time. So that's just a little bit of a side note as far as, you know, the other benefit 
of possibly going this route. So one of the things too is when you do pass the bar in whichever state that you end up going to, if you go to one of these four states, there is reciprocity in a lot of other states. It's a little bit too wonky and it's a little bit too much to list here, but you can look it up for those each four state, states. Each state has their own uh, set of states that they have reciprocity with. So it's going to vary widely. Right. And so you've passed the bar in California and you can apply for, you know, uh, for your license in another state because you've passed the bar in California. Correct. Um, now, something here to note, this is where it gets kind of interesting. So um, overall passage rate for law students who take the bar is 70% first time. Overall passage for apprentices who take the bar is 17%. So it's way lower. What's interesting here is that's overall in those four states that allow the apprentices to take the bar. Now, Washington state has a 56% apprenticeship pass rate of the bar. That's really high. That is higher than some states actual bar passage rate. So that's interesting because it's actually competitive with with other states as opposed to if you take the overall and then you and you average it out, that 17% is really low. That said, you're looking at a more varied pool and then Washington state has a more structured um has a more structured program. So there's more resources and more support for people who are doing the apprenticeship right and they're actually improving it currently too because it's it's done well right and so we want you to have the numbers because that could help you make an informed decision right i mean if you're like well i don't have the money to go to college and i don't have the money to go to law school and i'm thinking about doing it in california okay i know that the pass rate is low lower than if i were to go to law school at least you you have like informed consent, right? Like at least you know that, okay, so that your chances of passing are lower, but you're not going to go into crushing debt doing it. That's worth it. So now you just have to study that much harder because you know that you your chances are lower. Yep. Right? Whether or not it's right for you or not, only you can know that, right? Only you can do the math and figure out whether or not it makes sense for you. One interesting thing to note about that too is that what a lot of a lot of conjecture about that is that because because law school teaches all law, all different types of law, you're more likely to pass the bar because the bar is about all types of law. Whereas if you are apprenticing to somebody who does malpractice lawsuits and that's all they do, you're only going to have experience in malpractice lawsuits, but you'll have a ton of experience in malpractice lawsuits to the point where you could probably run a firm because you would know how to run the business aspect of it. You're just going to have a lot more hands-on experience. Like a an apprentice lawyer in the wild in the in their, you know, in their field is going to have way way more experience than a law student. A law student has none, basically. Yeah, so actually one of the things that you know we know a couple of lawyers and one of the things having a discussion with one of them was like one of their biggest hurdles is hiring and right this, this person that i'm thinking about right now runs his own firm and pretty small shop and he's always talking about how when it comes to hiring it's so difficult because 
he's hiring people right out of law school. They just took the bar or they're about to take the bar and they don't know anything. They don't know anything. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, it's like really crappy, right? Because just like we've talked about in a previous episode, when you get hired for a job, it doesn't mean you know how to do the job. It just means like you have the certifications or you've convinced them well, well enough that eventually you can learn the job, right? And I have asked this to him before, be like, well, would you take somebody that have this, that has apprenticed before? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Oh, right? interesting. Yeah, well, it just has to do with this person knows the job, how to do it. And this person does not. And this person doesn't. Right. Simple. All right. It's a sample size of one, but interesting nonetheless. Yeah, go serve the point, hmm. right, or at least illustrate a certain point of it. But yes, lawyers definitely four states you can do it um, without a degree or without going to law school. There's three states where you can do it with a degree and some law school, and then if you are. The, the the bummer here is if you are from one of those states that is not one of those four or doesn't have reciprocity with one of those four or at least not maybe from but if you want to work and live in your own state in that state or in another state that doesn't have reciprocity you're gonna have to take the bar twice yeah probably you, right or you're gonna have to go to law school yeah or you're gonna have to go to law you're school. gonna have to go to law school right. and then what then take the bar in that state correct it, there's really no way around it. No, that's just how it is. Yeah. Licensure, man. That's how it works. Right. But can you be a lawyer without a college degree? Absolutely. Yes. I'd like it. I think, I think something to, to note is that for a long time, lawyers were one of, one of the oldest apprenticeship professions that for a very long time, that, that is how lawyers were taught. They were apprenticed. That was traditionally how they learned. Um, Law school is a very, is a rather recent it's a rather recent thing to, to history. Um, but yeah, very interesting, interesting stuff. Also, it's called reading the reading the law is the technical term for apprenticeship. And um, I think that's pretty much it for lawyers. Moving on to the second cohort of careers we're going to be talking about is going to be teachers. Yes. We get a lot of blowback for this one, I will say. Um, a lot of people just have a knee-jerk reaction of, no, you can't be a teacher without a bachelor's degree. These people are incorrect. You do not need a bachelor's degree to teach at a private school. There are 34,000 private schools in the United States, which is kind of a lot. Um, and not only that, there are also other forms of teaching, which would be um, full-time tutoring, uh teaching for a co-op like a homeschool co-op and then um also uh unbeknownst to a lot of people i think there are quite a few college professors that do not have college degrees they are known as um not all adjuncts but uh that would be the category they would fall under professors of practice and professors of industry and what that means is these are people that have done something in the real world outside of academia and they have excelled at that thing so much so that they submit a portfolio of work and they are allowed to teach because they know what they are talking about. Professionals, in other words. So this is all with the caveat that as far as we know, in the public school system in the United States, you do need a college degree. In unless order... you're a full-time substitute. Right, unless you're a full-time substitute. But... From what we know, that's accurate. And if you are a teacher in a public school, 
that doesn't have a college degree, we would love to hear from you. Contact at degreefreenetwork.com. Um, just say hi there. This is one of those things that I think a lot of people, when we say you don't need a college degree to be a teacher, this this is one of those things that people have a really tough time with as far as that sentence alone is absolutely true, right? I mean, like you just said, never mind professors or like there's a also a, like a sub class of professional tutors that are teachers as well that you don't need a college degree to do like private tutors and stuff like that for all intents and purposes they are teachers but okay let's not talk about those either but a lot of people they just vehemently disagree with it because when they think of teachers they think of the public school system so when you add that caveat in when you add that qualifier in and you say you cannot be a public school teacher in the United States without a college degree. I'm going to agree with you. But can you be a teacher, a general statement like that? Absolutely. Yes. Like no question. Like there, no question. There are there are as Hannah said 34,000 uh, private schools. And those to my knowledge they are not required to require degrees to teach. Well, to my knowledge those are schools. Yes. <laughs> I to, mean the, I think to anyone's knowledge, they'd be schools. To my knowledge, they employ teachers. Yes. At least that's the title of... That's the job title. Right. I mean, when they see it on their paycheck or like when they go to the doctor's office... They sign their contracts. Office, it says teacher. And it says, and it says like, put your occupation. They're not going to write like... When the US census surveys them, they are teachers. Right. And so, therefore... They are teachers. Can't be a teacher without a college degree. This one doesn't need. This one's not as in, involved as the lawyer one, right? Because all you need to do is you need to convince a private school to give you the job, right? right? And that could be as simple as, okay, well, I want to teach history. Like, okay, well, this is this is the type of studying that I've done for history on my own. Here's the blog that I wrote about history. Here's the content pieces that I've put out about history. Here's what I've learned. And here's the way that I convey it to children. Here's two books that I've written about history. Right, exactly. You're like, oh, wow, that's pretty impressive. Exactly. Yeah, maybe you should teach history. Boom, here's the job, right? It's that, it's that simple. And it's the same thing with the, profession, with the professors, mm -hmm. adjuncts. Professors of practice and professors of industry. Exactly. Often these people are employed at um, technical schools also. That, that should be noted because th with those you need you need experience to teach people how to do practical things right and so that's definitely a teacher in my book as well i think they would qualify themselves as teachers as well i think that even somebody who says you can't be a teacher in the united states without a college degree would have to look at someone who is a teacher in a classroom full of students and would have to admit yes this person is a teacher right so for this one pretty simple pretty easy to understand this is pretty much the whole point, right? I mean, if you want to be a teacher you without a, a college teacher. degree, you know, if you want to teach physical education, study how to, you know, educate kids on physicality <laughs> of how to work out and dodgeball. And well, I don't think they play dodgeball anymore, but I don't think they do. Yeah. Somebody might get hurt yeah. by the foam balls. <laughs> and Right, like figure out how it is to get the job, put an application into a private school, boom, you're a teacher. Right. Ta da. I think that there's something that you were saying earlier off camera that you were talking about, which is there are adult schools as well. 
that are technically public schools. And yeah, if you're English as a second language or you have specific technical experience um, or experience uh, that's just worked for the school, then they will hire you to teach without a degree. Yeah. Right. And that is also a teacher. That's also a public school teacher. Right. <laughs> yeah. So there's a bunch of different avenues that if you would like to be a teacher, you can accomplish it in different ways. Right. So what those people are actually just saying is you can't be a teacher in this manner, which is, you know, in this narrow definition of my version of a teacher, which is okay, sure. And maybe it's not so narrow, or to be honest with you, maybe it's not so like as far as how big that bucket is. Well, there's way more public schools and private schools. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's like it's not really a, I understand what you're saying like as far as the like narrow being like the amount of qualifiers that they use, but that being said, it is the largest it is the largest set. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, agree. the vast majority of teachers are public school teachers. Yeah. And to be a public school teacher, you need a college degree yes right i mean we've established that yes. but that is not the only way that's correct. all we're saying correct this is probably my biggest pet peeve which i uh, just got into some i uh, just got into this with some people on twitter who were vehemently telling me that people cannot be software developers unless they have a college degree <laughs> what's funny is they were telling me this on twitter which was an entire software application that was designed by somebody who does not have a college degree so that was funny and they're probably they were probably uh they were probably on Twitter on their iPhone, which was also created by two people that did not have college degrees, which is which is funny. Um, but anyway, the point here is that uh, a lot of people believe you cannot work in um, software development or computer science without a degree. The biggest survey they've ever done of software developers uh, showed that 56% of them do not have a degree or do not have a degree in uh, computer science or any related field. So they have no relevant experience to computer science at all and yet they are software developers and then on top of that 69 percent of that same group of people reported that they were either fully or partially self-taught which means that they did not get their experience through a college um even more interesting than that is that 48 percent of job listings now for software developers or programmers does not say anything about a college degree, bachelor's degree, anything of that at all. And then 52% of the remaining jobs say it's a preference or a requirement, which means that not all of them are requiring it. It just says preference, which is my 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 experience getting a job in tech where it said it required a degree and then I applied without a degree and got the job. So, so I want to backpedal a little bit to that first stat that you gave about the survey of the 56% of people saying that they didn't have a college degree or they didn't have a college degree in the re in the relevant field of computer science or you know software development whatever the the major is going to be whatever the degree is going to be conferred in so to play devil's advocate or at least to kind of like chop that up we don't know how many of those people actually have college degrees correct right and so I mean, if you wanted to, you could say, well, these people that had college degrees in political science, it helped them with computer science. Or you could say that like, if they got a degree in kinesiology or geology or astronomy, it helped them in uh, computer science because it, it helped them what people normally say is like it helped them become educated and help them to learn and 
um, learn how to learn One and learn could how say that. <laughs> and learn how to excel. I'm just I'm just One being could say that. I'm just trying to be honest about these things because we're not trying to hide anything here, right? No, no, no. And so th- it needs to be said that that we don't know how you many of those people actually have degrees. Correct. And if you want to say that a certain subset, let's say all of those people have degrees, right? And like we don't know whether or not that degree was the reason why they've excelled at computer science because they got a degree in kinesiology. But one may guess. I I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, the main reason I think that's a weak argument is because the people who tend to say you can't be a software developer without a computer science degree, that's what they say. They say that you need a computer science degree to be a software developer. They're very specific. Yeah. And and no, no, no. I, I agree with you. I agree with what you're saying, Um, which is that Sure, one could say that their degree in art history just pushed them to excel in software development because art history has a lot to do with coding. Um, But I do think it's interesting just because people are so insistent and so overwhelmingly smug about the fact that they do not believe that software developers, um, uh, they they don't believe people can develop software without without a college degree, which is just patently foolish. I mean, that's just silly. I think it's silly. and then you look at the breakdown of companies too. And again, you can't see the breakdown of the actual job titles of these people. But a good example is like Tim Cook's coming out a couple months ago and saying that half of half of the people that work at Apple don't have college degrees. You know, and it's been it's been like that for a long time. Um, and the reason is because you don't need a college degree to develop software. Yeah, you don't need you don't need a college degree to learn abstract thinking. You don't need you don't need a college degree to learn how to figure out how to solve problems. Well, the main thing is you don't need a college degree to learn how to do something that is 100% internet accessible and free. Yeah. Like, well, not to say that everybody does it free and, and you know, not... No, 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 for sure. But I'm just saying that, like, y- you don't... You do not need a college degree to to teach yourself something that is available with a free resource. You do not. You can teach yourself with the free. You can teach yourself with the free resource or many of the low cost resources. The reason I think that this is such a large, um, this is such a large slant in in this specific space is because it's internet based, which means that it brings the cost down and it brings the accessibility up. Something that college cannot do because it's so uh, cost prohibitive for most people. Yeah, I think a lot of people that also this is just an anecdote, but like. You know, we know some software developers and a lot of them don't have college degrees. Half of the ones that I've worked with do not. Right, exactly. And when we hire people that, you know, this isn't, this is us, but when we hire people to do software development, we don't ever ask if they have college degrees. Don't care. Can you build a website? I don't care. Can you do (laughs) what I need you to do? Like, show me your portfolio. What can you do? Yeah. Right. Like, okay, that's what you can do. That's what you did. All right. You're hired. Yeah. Right. Like. That's that's the extent of it. Nobody cares. Their their papers never come into never come into it because it literally doesn't matter. Right, and so it's just this one for you, you know, for me too. Grinds my gears. It's just it's <laughs> just a funny one because we know people that literally do this job without a college degree, and then we have people telling us. That you, it's impossible. That's impossible to do the job without a college degree. I'm like I promise you, it's not. Should we? <laughs> should we tell that person that's doing have been doing the job for ten plus years? Should we let them know? Should we tell them that they should quit? Like, hey, I don't know if you knew this, but these people on Twitter that aren't software developers said that you can't be a software developer because you don't have a college degree. Right. And so, 
to kind of end our rant and to make it a little bit more actionable at the end here. I never want to end this one. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of options in order to be software developers or a coder or a programmer, whatever it is, it work in co- computer science. There are a lot of resources that you can teach yourself how to do it for free or for very low cost. And there are also, you know, classes or boot camps or things like that. Courses, so much stuff, guys. That you can take in order to become proficient at writing code and, and building not, software. Not even just developing, but all the things around it to supporting things now. the And it's software developers have done a lot to show it's it's largely them that have pushed this, I think, that have kind of pushed this forward. But like you don't need a degree to do a lot of jobs and especially a lot of newer jobs. They just need to be done and people do not care. They just care if you've done something similar. They just care if you have the competency to do it. They care if you've done it before and you can work in, you know, you can work building tech or you can work maintaining or operations tech. You can do all kinds of stuff um, because there's quite a few jobs around this too that now that stigma is just being rolled back and rolled back and rolled back by tech jobs. Right. And so one of the things that I think needs to be said is going to be like to kind of the word I always use, like vocational creativity to kind of help us understand what other kinds of jobs there are in software development. You don't necessarily have to think, because when I think of software development, I think somebody building a platform from the ground up, right? Like we are going to be building a new Twitter, right? And we are going to start from nothing and we're going to build it all the way up. But there's a lot of jobs that are quote unquote software development, but you're developing within an established ecosystem already, mm-hmm. right? So uh, an example that you're familiar with um, and that the longtime listeners here would be familiar with is going to be like Salesforce. Like you can be a software developer of Salesforce. Yes. Right? Like you could be a software developer of, you know, a certain CRM, right? You could be a software developer of integration between two existing massive platforms, Right. And there's a lot of ways to get into the industry. And there's a lot of ways to get hired, create your own job, you know, to learn the skills that you need. All of that. Yep. And, you know, it just takes some research and exploration. Some, exactly. Some exploration, some thinking outside of the box, even mm-hmm. as well. In conclusion, you definitely do not need a college degree to be a software developer. Yeah. And then some of you, some of you can take my word for it. And the rest of you that if, if any of you go in and, and you decide to go this route, once you get on a team, just look around and you'll realize that half the people you work with don't have, don't have college degrees. Yep, definitely. And um, moving on, we have a couple more and then uh, I think that's pretty much it for today. But moving on, the next one is going to be pilots. We, this is a good one. We hear that a lot, like that you need a college degree in order to become a pilot. And this makes sense, I think, in many ways, because a lot of people, when you think of pilots, you're thinking about like commercial airline pilots for passenger vehicles. Which some still, this is their policy to hire to require a degree for hiring yes. some of them some of them and but not all of them no. as 
as time goes on and pilot shortages are, you know, still happening and increasing, a lot of companies are rolling it back. Because they have to. Because they have to, because there's not a very large pool of pilots out there that are qualified and not qualified in having a degree, but rather qualified in having the amount of hours that they need as a pilot, right? And so a lot of the, I just want to address the, the reason why this is a stigma or the reason why this is a- People think this. Yeah, people think this. This perception. Is because a lot of people- are seeing airline pilots and a lot of airline pilots are ex-military pilots. Especially the older generations. Right. They almost all came up through military training. Which makes sense because when you're in the military and you're a pilot, you're flying, but you're getting paid to fly. And so... So the airline industry, the pilot industry is very unique in that you really need a set amount of hours in order to reach different levels of being a pilot, right? And if you're getting paid, just like if you're in the military, then it, your economics, personal finances are going the opposite way from somebody that who's a civilian who needs to pay every time they go in there. Exactly. And so- it would make sense that at a certain time, a lot of the pilots had college degrees because they were in the military. And you have to have a college degree to be a pilot in the military, unless you're a warrant officer. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is why this is such a common you know, thought. Yeah. It's just like a because of where the pool was coming from people just think that but that's not the reality of the requirements actually yeah there are are many people who do not have college degrees that are pilots yes a lot how many like what what do you think the breakdown is if you had to guess that is a good just based on your experience you know i have no freaking clue to be completely honest i have no idea i have no idea and it depends because there's a lot of different types of pilots too. That's another thing. There are different pilots, right? There are different. There are different type. There are different type of pilots. Not only the aircrafts in which you fly, but then also in what you do, right? And so you agricultural cargo exactly. And then you could be like a, you could be a instructor as well. You could be an emergency helicopter pilot, right? And so, but all this suffice to say that. You do not need a college degree to become a working pilot. Yes. To get paid to do the job. No. Right. It's just going to be very expensive. And this is not even with a college degree. It's just going to be very expensive without the military. Right. Because the military spends on average between one and $10 million to train their pilots. That's a lot of money. Right. Like that's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and you are going to, as a private citizen, you're going to go and you're going to get private flight instruction that can range from, you know, if you're going to a cheap place, depending on if you're, t- depending on if you're flying fixed wing or rotary, 4000 to $10,000, you know what I mean? To get your private pilot's license, t- depending on your, you know, depending on your, that's just the first, that's just the first rung. Yeah. And the only reason why I know any of this is that I used to work at 
you know, I used to work in the industry. I'm not a pilot myself, but I used to work in the industry. And so what's difficult as a civilian is that you have to pay for the maintenance. You have to pay for your flight time. You have to pay, you have to pay the instructor to instruct you. Yes. You have to, you have to pay for fuel. You have to pay for your simulator time. It's like really, 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 really expensive. And like I said, that has nothing to do with your college degree. And then you saw too, while, while, while you were working in the industry, you saw kids that had their license. Yeah, at least private pilots license. Yeah. Like there before was, they could drive. There right? were people that had that were pilots before they had their license. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So this is all to say that you do not need a college degree to be a pilot. What you need is a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> like what you need is cash. <laughs> yeah, what you need is a lot of money and still sometimes less than a college degree though. Yeah, yeah, it can it can be less. Yeah. At least to get to the point where you are getting paid to get your flight time, mm-hmm. right? It can be less depending on where you go, depending on, and there are, there are schools, pilot schools out there that will accept you without a college degree, right? And you go there and it's a, you know, six months, eight months, two years, whatever it is, um, program and you'll get all of your, you get all, all of your, your hours. hours, right? In, in order, in order to get you where you need to be in mm-hmm. order to get a job. Uh, I'm not sure how much those flight schools are, but you know you can look it up. But this is all to say you definitely do not need a degree to be a working pilot, right? Maybe at a specific company that has a requirement that they only hire people with a college degree. Possibly, that being said, if you are a pilot and you have the amount of hours that they need and you don't have a college degree, I would just apply because if nobody else is applying, they're going to give you the job because it doesn't matter. And so finally, the one that we are going to be talking about next is going to be architects. Yes. The National Council of Architectural Registration Boards rolls off the tongue. It's called the NCARB. We're going to call it that from now on because I can only get through that one time. Um, So recently, uh, and by recently, I mean within the last 10 years, they rolled out a certification path for architects who do not have college degrees that involved nine years of experience and then um, a test that costs $500. This has done so well. Um, and basically what this is, you go in with nine years of relevant architectural work experience. Like you've worked on site, you know, you've done, you've done drafting, you have relevant architectural work experience and um, you submit, you know, you, you, you prove, you prove the nine years of experience and then you take this exam. And once you take the exam, they will certify you and you are now an architect. Now, uh, this did so well that they have also allowed people a secondary certification path to become an architect and what that is is you actually just submit a portfolio of work and they review it and they decide whether or not you have sufficient um, performance to be an architect so there's not the time requirement it's simply based on work on work done and they say yes this person has completed the amount of work required to be an architect and it's not based on years it's just based on volume quality what have you so Prior to this, though, you did need a college degree. Prior to the NCARB was what we're going to call it. Um, you y- did need a college degree to become an architect. Yes, but that was also that was also more recent because uh, there was also not that long ago, and I believe it was like uh, was it fifty 
50 to 60 years ago, you did not need a college degree to be an architect again. So it was a very recent, it was like you could, you could be an architect without a college degree and then you couldn't. And then now you can again. So, right. Right. Yeah. Full circle as, as with most things, it's a cycle. Yeah. And so definitely one of those things that's like, same thing with being a lawyer, you're going to have to actually do work up front. It's not easy to find this information. You have to do a lot of legwork to find it. But not only that, but what I mean is you're going to have to do work as an architect or you're going to have to do work in order to become one or at least be certified in order to do so. But you might not have to go into debt to do it. You know, I've only known two architects in in my in my life. Like two, I've known somebody who was technically an architect but didn't go to school to be an architect and was more of a construction bent person. But I've known two people who were architects, you know, like going to school to be architects. Both of them were in school for eight years. So I looked at that and I was like, huh, that seems like you could just work and get the same result. Um, I don't know if either of those two people completed school. All I know is that they were still in school to be architects and they were on year eight. So I can only imagine how much money they were spending to do that. Right, exactly. One of one of them was spending $40,000 per quarter at the school he was at was quarters and it was $40,000 a quarter. Um, so a lot, a lot of money. That is a lot of money. <laughs> and so hopefully he's making millions of dollars a year now. I doubt it, that, but yes, I hope he is that too. <laughs> that would be great gotta build houses like frank lloyd wright otherwise <laughs> out of luck yeah so like i said this is something that you're gonna have to do work prior and you're gonna have to build your portfolio you're show gonna work. have to show that you can do the job obviously just with, with all these other things you're gonna have to convince this ncarb the board the board that you should be certified as an architect but if you do so you can become one correct and therefore you can be an architect without a college degree. Yes. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it for today. You know, I think the, the the common theme with today is that there are a bunch of jobs out there that people think you need a college degree for, but you don't. And we're not saying that the alternative route, you know, quote unquote, is easier, but it's there. And it's probably harder in a lot of aspects because you actually have to work. Yeah. And, but if you do it and you accomplish it, you know, you didn't have to go into debt by going to college. Correct. Right. So a good example is like the, the lawyers, when we first started talking about this, I mean, if you know that 17% is the pass rate for the bar, you know, across these four states, like one, go to Washington. Yeah. Right. So to, <laughs> this is like an it, ad for Washington State's apprenticeship law right, program. It's fifty six percent. Yeah. But okay, you don't. But you. But you don't want to move there, and you're gonna move somewhere else, or you're already in the state in one of the states. Okay. Well, at least you know, right? Like you're informed now, and now you can work harder, and you can gain experience, and be in that seventeen percent. Right. Exactly. You know, you can be a statistic for the other way. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think that uh, that's all for today. If you want to get more information like this, like different ideas for degree-free careers and options and resources for how to learn and then just news about new new pathways that are opening up for people to get work and, and uh, get jobs, then sign up for our newsletter. It's degreefreenetwork.com. Just run on over there and sign up. It is free. Yeah, definitely. And if you haven't already, please like and subscribe. Um, we would definitely love to have you as a loyal listener. Um you can follow me on social media at Ryan K. Maruyama. Hannah is at Hannah Maruyama and the podcast is at Degree Free Pod. 
Um, that's it. Until next time, guys. Aloha.